I'm Josh, and my mission is simple. I teach tens of thousands of home service business owners like you how to grow a profitable seven-figure business. Every week, I deliver mind bombs and systems designed to help you gain mastery over marketing, admin, production, and sales inside your company. Each week, I'll open up the vault so you can finally take hold of the life and business you deserve. There is only one thing between where you are today and where you want to be, and that is the growth you're willing to endure. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Growth Vault. Hey, my friends. How the heck are you? Welcome back to the Growth Vault podcast. I got a treat for you today, and uh, his name is Sid Graff. He's been on the show before. It's been quite a long time since I've connected with Sid, and we started talking on Voxer, and he was catching me up with all the things going on in his world, some really cool, exciting stuff. And what really piqued my interest was kind of what happened with this company last year uh, because of COVID relating to employee issues. If there's one thing that everybody is beating their head against a wall trying to solve, it's how the heck do we hire people, right? People get free stimulus money and they're eating Hot Pockets in their grandma's basement. I don't know what they're doing, but they ain't working. It's been harder to get employees. Uh, So we're going to talk about that. Sid has some really cool things he's done. Uh, to help his business. I think it'll help you too. And just have a good conversation. Sid, welcome. Josh, thanks very much. And it's great to see you because like I said, it's, it's been a hot minute since we've seen each other or talked. So good yeah, to see you. It's been, been a long time. You're still bald. So uh, there's that. Yeah. Some things don't seem to change in that <laughs> direction. It went the other direction. And I I'm still once. fat and have a dad bod. So, <laughs> Hey, what are you going to do? But I love your hat. I do Epic. That's cool. Yes. So, you know, the listeners probably can't see it, but I got this awesome hat. It says, I do Epic. I got it from my friend, uh, Bart Miller. He has a company and I've been wearing this hat for like a week straight since he gave it to me. Uh, speaking of Epic, you know, you had got beat up a little bit last year with your business. Uh, prior to that, you're really on a roll, systemizing, growing. You had raised prices. You had uh, had things going. And then last year was a down year and you had some employee issues. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. So to, for context on that, I mean, this we, we didn't just start the company. Uh, right now, we're in our 18th year in business. So 18 seasons in the same city. I've done it before in another location, but we, we had a, a very successful boutique level business. Um, I had as many as 15 employees. Last year, I had 15 employees. And when COVID was bumpy for a lot of people for a lot of reasons, our revenue went down a little bit. But the main thing is that they, we had some of our employees had so much internal pressure they put on themselves, fear of COVID, that they just, I say, they just imploded. They just, they couldn't come to work, wouldn't come to work. And we had a couple of people that kind of poisoned the, the you know, other people on the team with their fear, but other people were quite willing to go out and do work. Um, but it ended up by the end of the year, well, when we started the season this year, out of 15 employees, including my office manager, operations manager, um, who left for different reasons, we had one returning employee, one, and we've got a lot of customers. And as you probably know, and your, your listeners know, there's a lot of pinup demand. I mean, people, the phone will not stop ringing that we started from scratch this year. So what is it? That's a challenge. <laughs> I mean, you might not know the answer to this question, but what the heck is going on? It's, you know, inflation's coming. We don't have to have a whole yeah. rabbit trail on that. Like prices are going through the roof, but people are spending like crazy. And most of the companies that I talk to, are crushing it in terms of opportunity and revenue, but they just can't, they have no capacity because they can't find enough workers. Yeah. What in the world? Why does everybody want to clean all their stuff all of a sudden? Yeah. And a lot of that really is just, it's just pin up demand. Cause a, a lot of people, you know, we, we were pretty flat in revenue. We went down a little bit last year, but you know, a lot of people stayed busy, but still a 
ton of customer base just said, nope, not doing it. We don't know what's going to happen. I don't want people in my house, whatever the reason. And when things kind of broke this year, people started getting vaccinated and, you know, just so much demand, you know, restaurants are at capacity, new car sales, home sales, depending on where you are, out off the charts. And the home service business is no different. I mean, people go, I, whether they have more money from stimulus or they just, you know, they put it off for a year, they're like, clean my stuff. I want fresh start, clean start. There's part of it's got to be mental and emotional. It's like fresh start, COVID's over. You know, let's let's yeah, go. I think but, you might be right. But I'll tell you, you know, Warren Buffett said a few months ago with their uh, Berkshire Hathaway you know, annual meeting, uh, he said, inflation's here. And we won't go down that rabbit hole too far. But when prices go up everywhere, you raise your prices to accommodate you know, yourself. But also, people don't push back um, at, really at all. And I'd love to tell you a little bit more about that. From No, you know, go, let's, go, let's go ahead and go down that rabbit hole because because uh, I've read stories in different business books about the great depression and really the companies yeah. that survived would um, basically continue to advertise when things were down. But then yeah. I've heard other stories about companies failing because they don't raise their prices fast enough in an inflationary environment. Um, is that what you think is going to happen? I mean, cause I think a lot of people have a lot of weird psychological baggage about pricing. I had Kevin Dabrowski on the podcast for like a four part series, like a month oh, ago. Yeah. And he was just dropping bombs, right? But people, people are freaked out to raise their prices. But it's it's even more necessary now than it was before because you're literally not going to survive, right? Because you also have to yeah. raise wages along with that and all kinds of stuff, and that ties back to the employee issue. Uh, you have to have a, a a sexy job offer, and you can't just continue to do business as you always have, right? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. If you don't raise your prices, you're 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 going to if you don't have profit, you can only sustain that so long and you're gone. Um, like I, last year was the first year in the 18 years that we ever, we lost money last year. I mean, we, you know, our, our revenue was down, but we had, we had made a couple of big hires. We had an operations manager. We had some people who were, were primed for growth. COVID happened. So I had larger expenses. You had to, you had to carry that larger oh, leadership team through a yeah. down revenue cycle. Yeah. So during during December, I took some I took some very dedicated time to strategize the 2021 year. And one of the things that and I really I hate it when you have an emotion here, but the math contradicts your emotion. <laughs> and that like the math doesn't lie, but your right, you know your heart right. will say, "Oh, I can't raise prices." You know, Mrs. Johnson's so sweet; she's been with me forever. And like, okay, right. you can give it away if you want to, but you know the the math was very simple for us. I I uh, yeah. we we had been in the past running about a 23% profit margin for the sake of simplicity called 20%. And I started looking at you know, how much do we need to raise our prices to double our profit margin? It turns out it's not that much. You raise your prices you know, 20% and your profit margin goes 100% right. if you're at 20% margin. right? So, I, But I kept fooling with the numbers because what I was looking for was like, we're going to raise our prices. I knew that. It was like, how far can you go? You still have to provide the value. It's not just like, let's raise the prices and screw people. But the value's got to be there, but I was like, "What if you know I, I raise my prices enough where people start saying no to new proposals?" And here's here's our magic number on that: is if we raise our prices sixty percent, then let's pretend that our that our close rate drops in half. So we're doing half the work, but a sixty percent higher rate that gives us a, it, it, it doubles our profit margin. Like we would do double the profit with half the work. I was like that's interesting. That scared me a little <laughs> bit. 
because you know we, a lot of us have the you know midwestern farm boy workout work ethic like gotta work gotta go and i have that too but i was like we're raising so here's what we did we we looked back and it's like everybody in our database except for three customers got a 10 percent price increase anyone that hadn't had a price increase in two years got 20 if they've been three years or more they get a 30 percent price increase we increased our and we're still small ticket stuff we but we lifted our our uh, minimum from a hundred dollar minimum to a two hundred dollar minimum, and then, but all the new inquiries coming in, we changed our online bidding structure over the phone bidding structure and in person to bid sixty percent higher than we did last year, and our closing rate is still like seventy eight percent. People are saying yes, and I, I just I can't believe it. But it's like there's there's demand, the supply is limited, right, and people are paying it now. There's a couple more steps to that, but I should probably take a breath and, and, uh, no, I mean, you covered a lot of ground, but it's, there's so much, all business is just a psychological game. It was funny. You're talking about your emotions, not liking the numbers, right? I think a lot of bad people that are like robotic and they don't care about people. They actually do good in business because they're <laughs> basically Ex- only, only number driven. Right. And, yeah. and some of the nicest people struggle in business because they're leading with their heart. And there is a, there's a way to do both, right? You can walk and chew gum, but I think that was interesting. And then uh, regarding pricing, I was listening to a podcast yesterday from someone that I love, uh, Alex Hormozy, total freaking stud. He's got a cool. YouTube channel. You should watch him. But he was yeah. talking about, you know, if he was going to sell consulting, to five people for $20,000 a piece. And he's got a following. He's made over $110 million in the last five years. He's a sales and marketing business expert guy. He could do that in five seconds. Like he could send an email and boom, five people would pay him 20 grand right now. But you know, what he was talking about was there might've been two of those five that would have been willing to pay a hundred grand. Right. So let's say that the five days got a one day intensive with him. They spent the day with him. They pick his brain. They talk, you know, what's interesting is there might've been two of those people that would have paid a hundred. And, and then the delivery is easier for him. The value yeah. to the two people that pay a hundred is greater because they get more attention, but we get in our own head. Right. And so then he talked about Gucci and Prada bags and how they don't tell the stores how many they're going to make and how many they're going to get. And they basically artificially manipulate supply to increase demand. But I say all that to say this, even with a little cleaning business, these same principles apply. And if you can do uh, half the total number of jobs and make double the amount of profit, why would you not do that? Because it's better for your customers too. It's not being greedy. You can go slower. You can take your time. You can let them savor the experience more. And and revenue at the end of the day is for vanity anyway, and profit Mm -hmm. is for sanity or whatever they say. Yeah. What What are you thinking about all that? Well, that's very true. So most of us, you know, operators, you've got employees and you're always pushing them. Like we need to produce, we need to produce you know, faster, da, da, da. but you don't want them to cut corners. But if you, the simplest thing in the world is raise your price enough so that your men or women don't have to rush. They can do a better job. They can serve the customer at a higher level and your profit improves. And that's better for everybody because you make more money, your employees make more money and the customer gets a higher level of service. So you're really keeping your prices low, competing on price. You're doing an injustice to the end customer and to your team. Yeah, it's true, man. Plus, you're going to be able to pay way higher wages than your competitors that don't do this. Yeah. And so you're creating more opportunity for your team. Uh, it's easier to recruit. It's easier to retain people. Having more margin fixes a lot. You know, the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins, I think, right? Yeah. 
profit covers a multitude of sins in a business. <laughs> it's true. You, you can make mistakes. You can experiment. You can try weird marketing methods. You can throw a pizza party for your team. You don't have to be paranoid. And then you're going really quickly from job to job to job because you got to hurry up and you're so busy. It doesn't have yeah. to be like that. And you, you got to have not just margin in your business, but margin in your head, like white space to be able to function. Ooh, there's a mind bomb. So here's, um, I just in, uh, I mentioned I'm in Nashville, Tennessee right now. I'm getting ready to go back to Montana today, but I was here with a, a group called the BBB. It's a business group and all of us pretty much met at the huge convention over the it's last okay. few years. You can say the name of the group. Go ahead. Okay. It's the <laughs> BBB is business. Bourbon Wait, and swear, bullshit. swear, swear word coming. Swear word, kid friendly. Yes. Business bourbon and bullshit bull crap okay got yeah. it baloney um it's a lot of fun it really is heavily big business focused but yes there some people do like bourbon and there's there's some bs going on mike but. donkey loves bourbon in fact i <laughs> bought him uh, a weller which is upstairs and uh next time i see him i'm gonna give it to him as a gift because i do that because he's always on the hunt for this i don't really drink that stuff but yeah uh, he freaks out for it and thinks i'm really cool when i give him that so tell him i got that's one. cool okay cool Cool. But at this, um, one of the guys, you know, we he was talking about raising prices and, and doing stuff. Like, here's, here's something cool that's like the unintended benefit of increasing your pricing, have more margin. Though so you said these things make recruiting easier. Right now, a lot of people would probably agree that recruiting employees is very difficult right now. The, the labor market is tight. You're competing with, um, with federal government and enhanced um, unemployment. So, <laughs> so all... Honestly, last April, we, we closed for two weeks. We laid off some people and every single person that I laid off got a raise to not work. Yeah. Every single person. It's like they're making that, about 600 like, a week. The consu- it went to conspiracy theorist part of me. Yeah. These people can't be this dumb. Like It's like they're intentionally ruining things because paying people to not work is absolutely dumb. It, it, I mean, my 14-year-old my can figure this out. Yeah. And it's causing all kinds of problems. Why wouldn't you give people a, if, if, we're, if, if this is assuming we should even do this type of stuff in the first place at all, that the government should even be doing this stuff. That's a different conversation. But if we're going to do it, why wouldn't you give why wouldn't you like double someone's salary for working for X amount of yeah. weeks or something and like incentivize effort and labor and value creation it doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's making things hard. But but I will say this. A lot of people are using this situation, which is valid as a big excuse to be a victim and be like, boohoo, Joe Biden. Bleh. And they're free. But, but there's also a massive opportunity, right? So through yeah. raising prices, it's forcing you to be a better recruiter, right? Like you have to look yeah. at your job offer. Are you a company worth working for? You have to compete now. And so if you actually step up and do the harder thing, because you can't just throw something on Craigslist and grow your business like you used to 10 years ago. Yeah. You have to like market for employees and hook them and retain them. And you got to have a good culture and you got to have high wages, which means you need higher prices. And that, that opportunity though, is going to, it's going to set you up. Like it's awesome in a way. And every crisis always has opportunities like this in it. If you can see it, would you agree? I a hundred percent. You mentioned earlier companies that managed to thrive during the great depression, they continue to advertise for everybody else, like cut all their expenses and they called advertising expense. Um, one of the things that, and, and you hit on, it's like with the enhanced recruiting, we, you already know this, um, you, that you have to differentiate your business to gain the right customer base. Well, now you really need to do that to gain the right employee base. And it, it's as simple as this. It's like, you need to declare what you stand for. 
So if your company stands for lowest prices, you declare that. That may not be a good strategy to gain new employees because you can't pay them. But a better strategy might be like, we're the always on time company. We're always on time. And you recruit people that people naturally gravitate that, that, that's, that they're punctual, that they go, yeah, right. you got to be on time. Or, you know, for us, it's, it's simply, we go, we've got best service ever. And we're the most community engaged company in our city. I mean, we donate, we volunteer over and over again, and we don't make a big deal out of it for press. It's just part of our, our core belief systems. Like we want to support the community and make it better. And so people that are, that that's important to, they go, they're like, oh, because everybody's hiring. If you walk down you know, the street of your town, it's like every third business has a sign in the window says now hiring. Well, that does nothing except for say it's, we have a job. So people have a thousand choices. They're probably more likely to choose a company that lines up with their values. So you got to declare your value to the employee marketplace to attract them in. You also have to pay them. So, I mean, you can't get around that, but having a, a purpose, a meaning, a mission is way important to the generation that most of us are recruiting. It's perfectly said. I mean, you, you nailed it. I don't have anything to add to make it better than that. It's just, I don't think business owners are willing to put in the effort required to just up-level that whole piece of their company, right? Because yeah, they just want to post an ad and they it's almost like they have this entitlement to labor where they're like, well, these millennials don't want to work. It's like, no, 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 no. You suck. Like, that's the <laughs> truth. Like you're not paying attention. You're, you're asleep at the wheel. Like why, why, why do they, why should they work for you? Would you work for you? Is your company worth working for in the first place? You got to put a lot of effort into it and a lot of budget into it. And a lot of, you know, you might spend a hundred bucks a month on recruiting expenses before you might have to spend a thousand dollars a month. Who cares? Yeah. You build it into the numbers. You build the model. You, most people aren't going to do any of the stuff that we're even saying right now. Even the people listening to this are not going to take action on it. I just know that. Uh, and that's unfortunate, but for the person that is listening, that's like, all right, I'm going to write down my core values. I'm going to rewrite the job copy. You know, I, I've rewritten job copy for a variety of people this year and 10 X mm -hmm. the amount of applicants they get just yeah. by better articulating, you know, the headline, the hook, right. And then explaining the job better, putting more emphasis on what the employee gets. I mean, my advice for, for copywriting when it comes to recruiting right now is to create what I call a, is a stack, right? So in the internet marketing world, there's a stack. It's like, what you get when you work here, you get this and you get this and you get this and you get this mm -hmm. and it should have everything. If they get a paid, if you pay for their lunch, that's part of the stack. If they get 11 holidays off a year, that's part of the stack. If, if you're a seasonal business, they get to take two months off. That's actually a benefit. So we make that yeah. part of the stack. If you get a month, weekly bonus, a monthly bonus, you get this. If it's a family company that actually cares about you, it's like you, you, you stack the value as a marketer for recruiting. And, but people aren't sitting down and clearing their head to even attempt to improve these things. Yeah. Could you imagine, this is my analogy, but if, if you're watching the Olympics in the summer and you're getting ready to watch the, you know, the, the one mile race and everybody's lined up to starting, right? But there are two starting guns. The first gun goes off, pop, and only two of the runners take off. And then the other 10 are still waiting. And then like, <laughs> you know, 30 seconds later, the second gun, then everybody else starts. Well, that's you. You said a second ago. Most people listening won't do this stuff. That you you have the opportunity to take off at the starting gun. You're going to be so far ahead of your competition if you take that. Just like these little concepts and run with them and like start recruiting with purpose. Start recruiting. I, I was talking to a guy yesterday. He said one of the things that they did they they raised the prices, they increased margin, and they started focusing on. And I heard this from you first. It's like your employees are your customer. 
And like, you got to treat your employees right. So they'll treat your customer right. Well, and, yeah, actually, yeah. I think you're referring to Michael Kaplan actually called his employees internal customers. Really? Yeah. And so okay. I love that. And I've said that for years, really from him, I try to give him credit every time I can, but yeah, you have external customers and internal customers, and you should have a marketing budget for external customers and you should have a marketing budget for internal customers. Yeah, You should re- do relationship marketing with your current customers to Correct. retain them. You should do the same thing with your employees <laughs> to retain them. There should be like a line item to go ax throwing, to do culture building events, to yeah. give them surprise bonuses. Another guy I interviewed named John Rulin has a book called Giftology. He talks about this concept yeah. of planned randomness. And we can do these things with our employees, but it takes effort and you have to care and not be a victim in the first place or you're not going to do it. Uh, but if you are, if you do do it, it's epic, man. People can't yeah. compete with it. Yeah. And it is, you know, you, dear Mr. Small Business Owner, you obviously thinking, I don't have time to do that. I can't even think my, you know, blah, whatever. Here's your judo throw to make your employee engagement more epic. Is just talk to your team lead or one of the guys that is as fun as anybody else and say, hey, everybody did a good job last week. I'm going to give you a $200 budget to throw yourselves a party. Do whatever you want. They will come up with stuff that is so much fun and then say, make sure and send me pictures. And they'll they love it. And you did zero work. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, doing something is better than just sitting around feeling sorry for yourself and, you know, blaming circumstance. And I, I do admit there's lots of weird stuff going on and it, it's really irritating. You know, the political side of me wants to, but the entrepreneur side of me doesn't allow it to get into my head because we have to solve problems. We have to solve for X. Entrepreneurs are professional problem solvers. If you can't recruit, do it different, do it bigger, do it wider, refine your copy, iterate, 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 pivot, try. You just, that's what your job is as an entrepreneur. Um, We're not entitled to anything, especially an employee. hundred percent. So if you're, if you're thinking about it, you're like, Oh, I don't want to spend the money for that. What about just test it. Just like write an ad that is as epic as you want your stuff to be. And then put it on Indeed and boost it for hundred bucks and see the response. And then you could you know, like if if you're if you said, oh, we're going to start sixteen an hour, you get a paid week off every month. I mean, you're like this may not be the things to do, but like write it the way you want it to be. And if it pulls in the quality of people that you want, level up your game. If you're concerned about it and you just got like just run it for a week, see how many applicants you get, and then close it. And then you can let those people know so we, you know that position is no longer available if you don't. If you can't fulfill it, but yeah, you will like know testing quickly. marketing. Yeah. yeah. I, you'll, see, you'll, see like, you'll see three or four job ads for the same type of job, whether it's lawn care or pest control or whatever. And they all say the same stuff, right? 100%. And it's like, we, we keep doing it without thinking of why we do it. Have you heard the story of the lady that would cut the ends off of her ham when she would bake it? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. So she cut it off and bake it. And her daughter asked her, why do you cut it off? She said, well, that's just what you do. That's you're supposed to do it. That's how my mom did it. So then she asked her grandma, my mom said that you told her to cut off that. Why do you do it? Well, that's how my mom did it. So I talked to their great grandma and she said, well, the reason we cut it off is because that was, we only had a small pan, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they keep yeah. doing it. that's how we do job copy must be able to lift 50 pounds must be some drug free looking for this well it's like it's so boring it's white noise i had a i changed just a headline of one guy's recruitment ads in a pressure cleaning company and i changed it to gas powered squirt gun operator and uh <laughs> I love it. what do you think happened he got 10 times more views of his job post and got three or four times as many applicants little things like that even yeah, you can change the word you know, instead of applying, you know, like saying, uh, you know, 
window cleaning or pressure washing assistant or helper wanted, call it an apprentice. There you go. But like you'll you'll double your response. Right. Just change change a word. You know, words have value. Oh, massively. We need to use precise, calculated language with this stuff. Oh man, that's a rabbit hole we could go down. Yeah. Tell me this. Well, tell, how'd I you get so smart? Oh yeah, go I, ahead. Tell story. Well, it dovetails exactly in your question. It it goes like this. Um, I think it was it was five years ago. Um, I decided to attend my first industry event. It was a huge convention. I'd never been to any industry event. I thought one, I thought, oh, this is probably dumb. And then I thought, yeah, most window cleaners and power washers are kind of jerks and I don't want to be around 500 of them. <laughs> well, we are wildly independent minded and that's a good oh, thing. You're not, you're not wrong. Although it's yeah. way better now than it was like eight years ago. Like the oh industry gosh, is right. so leveled up. Oh my gosh, is it leveled up? But man, go on the internet forums 10 years ago. It was, it was insane. Oh, it was the, the gutter dragging you know, marathon back then. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I decided I'm like, I'm going to the huge convention and I want to meet, I want to meet serious business builders. I want to be you know, like business-minded individuals that are they're looking to level up, not guys that are bragging about how fast they can squeegee, what kind of band they have, who cares? Um, and so I looked on the list of speakers and stuff like that, and I saw your name and I saw a handful of other guys. And I just I just you know reached out, I, I connected on Facebook, I started going to the the groups that where we'll use you as an example. I was like, where's Josh Latimer hanging out online? You're like, well, the growth fault. And you would post something and I would post a thoughtful response. And it, it was thought provoking. It was like engaging. And after a couple of weeks, you know, this is how it happens. You feel like you know that person because they're engaged and they're your audience. And I sent you a, a, a I just, I made a short video in my backyard and said, Hey, I'm going to be in a huge convention. I'd love to meet you. I'm hosting a informal mastermind the night before at, you know, this the sports bar in the hotel and you and five other uh, guys showed up and we had the best time just talking about business and talking about the industry and the direction it's going. And instantly, you know, like, cause you can tell very quickly if somebody's a person you should listen to. And I was like, I'm listening to Josh Lyman. I'm listening to Michael Dockey. I'm listening to Howard Partridge was the keynote that year. Yeah. Like, yeah. People that have done that. it. I forgot that that's how we, we met, but yeah. Yeah. I, that's exactly right. And uh, and I decided, and this was actually, this is really hard. This goes back to, it's just ego, you know, you know, emotion versus the math. And and it was, for me, I was like, I have been cleaning windows for 15 years. I am excellent at cleaning windows. I'm probably the best in the state of Montana. I'm fast. I make, you know, all that. Why do I want to learn from these guys? And I just, as like the old thing, it just emptied my cup and I showed up and I'm like, teach me because I'm at a level, like I've done everything I know how to do, and this is where I'm stuck. And so I need to learn enough to go from here to where I want to go. And then when you get there, your goal gets bigger and you go somewhere else, but you've got, you've got to keep learning from the pros and the masters. And that's, you know, I'm not how, trying to, to blow smoke up your pant leg. No, that's, no, I think I learned from you so much. Thank you. I mean, me too. Right. So, and then and people have learned from you. And I know a lot of people uh, follow you and respect and look up to you too. It's it's just a it's a big loop, right? I mean, God designed humans to serve each other, and so you know people are at different points in their journey, and you know you want to learn from people that are quote unquote ahead of you in a category, right? I don't mm -hmm. necessarily want to learn fitness from the guy who's my business mentor. I don't necessarily want to learn parenting from someone who's a sales expert. It just yeah. depends, right? But you're always gleaning. You know, success leaves clues, and when you hang around people that at a minimum are attempting to be successful, uh, good things happen. You know, the, the your, your yeah. network and the people you're around are huge. That's why the huge conventions just, it's so huge. And it's, it's been such a successful event actually. So 
let's talk about that. So that's happening, right? COVID yeah. is uh, is is not affecting that. It's an in-person event. It's in an, uh, Atlanta this year. Can you, yeah. you know the dates of it? Yeah, it's Atlanta, Georgia on August 19th and 20th. There are a couple of uh, of outside vendors, standalone classes happen a day ahead. If you're in power washing, you want to learn technique and stuff like that. So I would say it's the 18th through the 20th, but our event proper is on the 19th. That's when we open the, the main stage and we have our speakers and a keynote. And what I didn't realize until about a month ago, it's actually uh, the huge convention has over the last five years had the largest trade show for our industry in the world. Oh yeah. The world. That's yeah. It's the biggest man. event for us in the world. Well, it, okay. you know what the thing I like about the huge <clears throat> convention and the reason I think it exploded and people gravitated towards it, it was because it was the only event that had an emphasis on building a company rather than arguing about ball bearings and PSI of the squirt flux <laughs> capacitor squirter or whatever. So, so all these events are just a bunch of dudes sitting around listening, you know, that love to hear themselves talk. And they're talking yeah. about the technical side of the stuff. Now the huge has lots of technical stuff, lots of ridiculously cool vendors, but you know, at the end of the day, we want a business that can be automated, that can serve us. We want to understand our numbers. We, we want to become CEOs. We want to build a sellable asset. We want to learn how to be a real business owner, not just be self-employed. And the huge convention filled that need really well yeah. with people like Howard and, and you know, just everybody. And even Brandon, Brandon Vaughn, what he's uh, done there with the Conquer stuff. Yeah. That's that's where the power is. And then the and then so that type of event attracts a certain type of person too. And it kind of repels people that aren't into that. So it has like this it's just, just a lot of reasons it it works and it's powerful. It's cheap. How much is a ticket? Like a couple hundred bucks or something? It's yeah. Right now um it's $249 for one ticket and and they're buy two the second one's half price. Like yeah. it's it's giveaway level money and this, this well, is just a filter that it's actually yeah. very important that the huge convention charges very important yeah because it stiff arms all the people that are just these like to hear themselves talk are you familiar with the dunning kruger effect no. so it, it, you'll love this because you're a nerd and you like nerdy psychological stuff <laughs> but uh basically long story short people with a high iq have a tendency to underestimate their abilities. People with a low IQ have a tendency to overestimate their abilities. That's essentially what it is, right? And wow. that's why some of these events, you have these people that have the bravado of Donald Trump, right? But they've accomplished nothing. They're but they they are certain that they are God's gift to everything, and they'll sit there and they'll argue and they'll make their lie. But they have no humility. They don't actually have any business building skills. And some of these other free events attract people like that. Not all of them, of course, but. That's like a, a thing, right? With a huge convention, yeah. people that don't pay, don't pay attention. And when yeah. you pay a fee and you travel to Hotlanta and you go there, you will get a massive ROI. And, and then the people in the room are more curated because there's a, a paywall, which yeah. is huge. I think it'd be insane. I, if if anything, the price should be higher. Should Just up, like yeah. we, we did a small event in Michigan. It was $3,000 for the ticket to come to our event. Well, guess what? The sixty people that came to our event were a very, very peculiar, specific type of very serious person, right? So yeah. when you, when you have that type of room, it's powerful. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just getting yeah. passionate and rambling now. That's so true. But it, you know, I, I know you've been to high ticket events. If you pay, you know, like five grand to be in a room for a day, uh -huh. you pay attention. And it's not, it's like you, you go home and you're like, I'm doing all that stuff. 
Yep. If you pay 50 bucks to go in and somebody talks for it, it might, they may be, you know, it, it might be Jeff Bezos teaching you how to run a real business. And you're like, <laughs> okay, that was cool. Oh, that was you know? nice. Yeah. And you're like, Jeff's you're a nice you, man. You're not invested. It's like the more you pay for something, the more you pay attention. You said that. Yeah, yeah. totally. 250 bucks. And who's all going to be there? Is there anything exciting or different this year uh, about it? Yeah, there, there are a couple of things that are exciting, different. So, so you know, anybody listening? So, um, yeah, I went to the first Future Convention five years ago, and uh, two years later, um, I had the privilege of being the MC. Well, and at, through an odd turn of events, uh, this December, January, uh, me and a handful of partners actually bought the convention from the the guys that founded it and built it. So, mm-hmm. I, I do have a vested interest. I'm not trying to sell stuff, but I like it's really cool. Now I get to have my hands in the machine and go. How can we make this better? Because it's been an excellent event. And so a couple of, we still have, we have 27 breakout sessions. A couple of them are, are discussion panels. Others are, you know, like topic specific, like Jim Dubois is going to be teaching about, you know, how to build an automated self-managing business from scratch. He did it. And he's got 40 employees. And I talked to him this morning. He's at his beach house in South Carolina. Well, his company is doing 600 storefront window jobs and 50 houses, you know, and he's nowhere to be seen. So he's done it. He can teach you how to do it. those kind of people. Yeah. Uh, Howard Parch is going to be there. Brandon Vaughn, Jason Evers, you know, that some of them are the usual cast of characters. Um, there are a couple of things popping up that we can't talk about yet. Um, there's just not time to release. Ooh. And, but one <laughs> thing we did, and you'll appreciate this, Josh, is this year we added, we just call it the VIP experience because there's, there's another level of, of uh, an insider access. And it, it took me a minute to go, let's do this. Because insider access doesn't mean we're leaving people out. It just means that people that want more get more. So they have, you know, they've got exclusive seating up front. They have the special swag and recognition. But we also have a, a VIP lounge that the speakers, presenters, teachers, and some of the vendors will be in the lounge. And if you're a VIP, you can come in and you can hang out with them for a extended period of time when they're not. Yeah, why would someone not do that? Oh, my gosh. It's insane. And, yeah. How much extra is that? It's only 300 bucks, 297 it's like again a giveaway and it's it's an experiment we're like i'm sure it'll be well received um but then we've also got four vip only we've got one discussion panel with with four multi-seven figure business builders and business owners and investors that will be on stage ask any question they're gonna like unravel things live but we'll have two of the vips will be selected for a, a, a an on-stage hot seat and you know the goal there is to we'll solve your biggest Harriest business problem live, you know, in front of a live studio audience on stage. You're like, get the smartest awesome. people we can come up with to unpack your problem and give you the advice to fix it. I love it. I'm a fan, always have been, totally authentically uh, of you personally and of the huge convention. Um, Chris Lambertini is the guy that started the huge convention, uh, had a profound impact on my service company starting to actually mm-hmm. work. And uh, love him. He's awesome. He's always had a greater vision for the whole industry uh, yeah. and pushed the envelope. I and mean, he's a leader. He's a he, he's he's a visionary with it. And so he's moved on. But but between you and Mike Dalkey and Bobby and everybody that's involved, and in, I'm super excited to see what you guys come up with. Um, it's only going to go up from here. And we keep pushing the rock up the hill, right? We're trying to level people up, and we're a long, far cry away from the forum days of ten years ago where people were just absolutely horrific to each other. If you asked a question, God forbid, people would rip your head <laughs> off, right? The negativity, the low, yeah. it was so low level. And there's a lot of people in the industry now that 
that know what a PL is. They know what yeah. net and gross profit is. They know about price anchoring and psychology and a stack and about follow-up and automation and software. Like the whole industry is leveling up. And p- part of the reason is because of events like the huge convention. So yeah. how do people give you all their money and sign up so they can go? Yeah. Uh, well, if you need to give me all your money, I've got an account. <laughs> no, wait. Well, that's the VVIIPP experience. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So just go to the thehugeconvention.com, thehugeconvention.com, and scroll down. There's a place where you can purchase tickets. We've got you know individual ticket. We've got a two-pack. We've got you know five-pack. And they, they all have some level of discount. One, you know, the best deal thing is good. that's Because right, people take their employees with them, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can buy one, get one free, or get one half price. Sorry, I misspoke. We buy two get three half price. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Um, the prices will probably go up about July 5th, which is a Monday, not that long from now. Um, then at the time of checkout, you'll be presented with the opportunity to VIP. You can't just go click and say, I want to be a VIP. You have to buy a ticket first and then it's an add-on if you want to do it. Okay. Um, the tickets, we're, we're quite significantly ahead of the number of ticket sales from 2019, the last live event. Well, I would imagine. I mean, is there a chance that you run out of tickets? There's a, yeah, there's a real chance. chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the, and the other thing that is really cool is the Marriott Marquis where we're hosting the event. They, they gave us a room block rate of $129 a night, which is ridiculous. And I'm a, like a Marriott mega point, super platinum diamond, whatever. (laughs) And so I, I was like, I'm going to go into my portal and get the best rate because they guarantee it. The best I could get was two seventy nine and up, and I'm like, "Whoop!" It's a really nice hotel too because I've been there before. Yeah, uh, it's really yeah. cool. And those that room block will sell out, like probably within the next few weeks. Well, I guess we had to shift the focus back to the people listening to us ramble on right now and ask the question: <laughs> What are you going to do? What are you going to yeah. do? Are you going to you going to buy an extra hose reel? Are you going to you going to go online and argue with someone about what? sodium hypochlorite subsurfactant to argue about, or are you going to buy a ticket to the huge convention, go meet people building real companies, building real assets, and just be around leveled up, awesome curated people that all paid to be there. They're trying to do the same thing you're going to, you, that you want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I know you went through the same thing growing your business. Like how valuable was it for you to not to go learn stuff because you could do that, but like to meet people that are, it's everything. They're, they're so in the it. same boat. It is yeah. the thing because I'll tell you why. It's about belief. Okay. And, and when you come from a non-entrepreneurial background or you've never had a lot of money or even had people you were close to that had money, it feels very, very abnormal and foreign. The idea of real true success, having, you know, 40 employees doing $300,000 a month in revenue, these things feel impossible. They feel entirely impossible. But what happens is, is the more that you normalize these ideas in your head, your belief grows. I also am of the opinion that you can borrow other people's belief temporarily. And so if you're just getting started, especially, or you have a lot of self-limited beliefs, or you came from a negative background, being in a room of optimistic, positive people doing things way bigger than you could ever imagine and starting to understand that it's not fake. It literally is real. Brian Haggerty, I interviewed him. He literally did 300 and whatever thousand dollars with a with a, like a 46% net profit in the month of May. That's real. Yeah. He had $163,000 of margin in the month of May. And you've never even made more than 36,000 in your life. Listen, when you get around people that are doing this stuff, it makes it way easier for you to move the needle in your life. Otherwise, you sit at home in your island 
listening to your uncle Randy complain about why you should get a real job and your dream will just kind of fizzle out. Yeah. I mean, why would you take weight loss advice from the fattest guy in the room? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's what makes uncle hard, Randy that's about what, business. Yeah. But you know, with, with weight, it's easy to identify who's struggling with that and who's crushing it. And with business, it's hard, right? So you ask a question in a Facebook group, you get 83 answers. 73% of them might be absolute crap and totally unqualified, incompetent advice, but you don't really know. One thing I can guarantee you is that when you go to the huge convention, the people that will be sharing with you and teaching you are 100% qualified to be doing that. And, and almost everybody that attends it, it at a minimum has a level of humility and and desire to grow just like you and th- th- that by itself is huge so it's it's, honestly, it's awesome it's, it's magical yeah yeah, yeah. It, you said it, it gives you confidence that it's like oh my god i can do this this dream is not just vapor it can be real because it's all about randy's done it you've done it yeah yeah, yeah. gosh you're pure gold josh you man well thank you. I, thanks for hanging out with your platinum gold record behind your head back there i, see. I don't know <laughs> Your, I didn't realize your brother is a famous country music star guy that tours around, does cool stuff with the Rascal Flats. But that's a story for a different day, isn't it? Sid? Yeah. But uh, no, I appreciate you. Everybody go to the huge convention.com, buy a ticket. Don't be a laggard. Be an early adopter. Go get it done. Uh, lock yourself in, box yourself into a corner. That way uh, you, you can make it happen. It's not until the end of August. You have time. Just grab the tickets, though, so that it's done. And uh yeah, that's it. Any final words of wisdom for our listeners? I, yeah, I want to do something just for fun for your listeners. Thank you very much for having us show. It's very gracious of you to to uh, you know for the interview and to you know to kind of to help explain the value of the huge convention. Any of your listeners, we're, if you go to thehugeconvention.com and uh, to purchase your ticket, I set up a um, a discount code so you can save fifty bucks at checkout. Just oh. type in the word Josh J O S H Josh. Oh man, see some people already went and they're buying it and they didn't even hear this part. That's so oh. sad. Well, we, well we, we will reward those that stick to the end because they deserve to be rewarded. <laughs> there we go. That's nice. cool. Okay, cool. That sounds good to me. Go go there and buy all your stuff and use the code Josh and he'll there give you some money off. That's great. You'll have 50 bucks extra to buy me a beer. <sighs> That's right. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Or a Capri Sun, you know, just there depends. We go. Whatever you're into. Right. Uh, I don't judge. Capri Suns are good. Anyway, Sid, thank you for your time, my friend. Yeah, likewise. It's always good to see you. All right. All right. Take care. If you're ready to go even deeper, go to Facebook and search for The Growth Vault. It's a free community with thousands of other business owners just like you. I'll see you next time on The Growth Vault.